You're listening to the Savvy Citizen Podcast. I'm Adam Gobb. There's a lot going on in Gaston County this week, and right off the bat, we're celebrating National EMS Week. We've got two guests with us today from GEMS, which is our Gaston Emergency Medical Services, and they're the folks that are paramedics, EMTs, the first ones on the scene whenever you're calling 911 with a medical emergency. We're so grateful for their service to all the Gaston County residents and look forward to talking with both of them today. So I'm here with Lieutenant Brandon Miller and EMT Kofi Stevens, both here with GEMS, and we're talking both of them um, as we're preparing to celebrate National EMS Week. And uh, we've got a lot of different things that we're celebrating uh, this month. We've got National uh, Police Week. We had Correctional Officers Week earlier this month. Uh, We've got Public Works Week coming up this month. So there's just a lot of stuff going on to really pay tribute to folks that, that have dedicated their lives to public service. So I want to thank both of you for, for coming in and, and for being willing to, to sit down and share a little bit with me. Yeah, thank, thank you for having us. So let's start with, with you, Kofi. How long have you been an EMT and, and what kind of drove your decision to, to go that path? Well, I've been an EMT for about two and a half uh, years now. Started with gyms back in about February of 2019. Okay. Back in high school, we had like a career day and medic, I go went to high school in Charlotte, medic was there. Right. They had like intubation kind of simulations and kind of going over what they do, what community EMS does, and really what role is EMS within our communities. And I just found that fascinating, the idea of kind of meeting people where they're at and just not having to be in a hospital setting, but you're really going to these emergency situations. I like the thrill of it. Ended up deciding I want to go to school for public health, so still in kind of that healthcare realm. Okay. Um, and I was working for Epic, which is a big kind of software oh, right, right. <laughs> for hospitals and different kind of medical technology. Right. And traveling, and I just absolutely hated it. I mean, it was <laughs> in the it was in the medical field, but I just really missed the aspect of working with people. I wanted to mm. be more hands on. And I just had the opportunity where I had enough money saved up. CPCC did a six-week summer course, and I just kind of threw myself into it, quit nice. that job, and just fell in love with it from there. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Lieutenant, what about you? So for me, I'm going into my eighth year in EMS. Um, I started at GEMS in 2016. For me, whenever I was younger, I lived on a busy street, and it was always seeing the ambulances going up and down the road. Mm. I always knew I wanted to do something to be able to help people. I just wasn't quite sure what avenue I wanted to go. Throughout middle school, I thought it was going to be the nursing route. But whenever I attended school, I went to Highland School of Technology here in Gastonia. Mm -hmm. One of my advisors, he really connected me with EMS, and uh, I was able to join the Explorer program at GEMS. So it just really secured my pathway down that road. Um, I was able to ride and see exactly what paramedics and EMTs get out in the field and actually do. And I fell in love with it. I knew it was for me. Right out of high school, I went into paramedic school, and it's it's been ongoing since. Well, I saw recently you just finished some training, correct? Yes, sir, I did. Um, I attended some management training in Emmitsburg. That was absolutely awesome. Got to network with some great EMS leaders and professionals and just learn how to manage situations a little bit better. Yeah, I've heard the the facility and what they offer up at Emmitsburg is is kind of like, you know, cream of the crop. Oh yeah, it was it was definitely a learning experience and just being there, the atmosphere and being able to attend a class 
last year it's been really hard to actually go and do things. Yep. We've been doing everything virtually. So getting back into a classroom and uh, being able to interact with people was awesome. What has the past 12 to 15 months been like for you guys? Because I would say that of the different folks that have had to, to deal with the pandemic, GEMS has been one of the most directly impacted by just the changes and, and by everything that's gone on with COVID. Absolutely. I think it's been really challenging. We're used to wearing certain PPE, but it's definitely been increased. And uh, throughout the summer months, whenever you're having to gown up with gowns and face shields, mm. and especially with people um, with eyeglasses, you mm-hmm. would fog up with the masks. And yep. it was very challenging. And just to see the, the sickness that was out on the streets, it was, it was rough. Yeah, I completely agree. It's just a whole new kind of ballpark that I don't think anybody really has had to deal with mm-hmm. um, here in the last few years with the way medicine has a, has been advanced and the way people are taking better care of themselves. So to kind of go from you know, having a pretty fit, healthy population to now we're thrown into the middle of you know something completely new was a little bit of a whirlwind and not just only your work aspect, but I know concerns of making sure I'm staying safe once I leave my absolutely. role at gyms and you know me being a new mom that was something that absolutely mm. <laughs> was pretty terrifying to me is how do I maintain being safe not only for those in the community that I'm serving but also my household as well and trying to find that balance and I know for me I missed a lot of the interactions with my coworkers and with friends and family because a lot of this job can become that stress can weigh on you. So an outlet for me was having that human interaction outside of, you know, seeing people at their worst moments. So it was definitely a juggling act trying to figure out new ways to stay connected for, you know, my own mental health as well during that time. I know in talking to some folks over the past year, you know, some some different folks with PD and, and in different departments, they've talked about just the measures that they've had to take to be able to stay safe in terms of taking off equipment in the garage and taking a shower before they like any, like gave their kids or anybody in their household a hug. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, that's the sort of stuff that I think even for folks that have had to deal with the isolation and with the, the masking and sanitizing, I mean, you guys have had to take it to even the next level. Yeah, definitely. Implementation of my boots stay in my car. <laughs> yeah. You know, they don't come into the house and it's kind of, you know, it's rough wanting to go home first thing you want to do is pick up your kid or hug your family where it's like okay I see you from afar I'm gonna go shower right now so I can have that interact interaction so it's definitely been an adjustment to kind of figure out how to make it work in this new day and age that we're dealing with. Has there been a particular moment and it doesn't necessarily have to have been over the past year that's been a highlight for you in terms of your your career at, at GEMS that that maybe you think you would look back on and go man I'm I'm always going to remember this. I think for me, it's the interaction after you drop off the patient. Mm. We don't get to see that a lot. And recently, we were able to reunite some crews with um, a patient that they served. And ultimately, the patient was in cardiac arrest and was brought back and is doing fantastic now that he's um, That's awesome. out of the hospital. So it's the opportunity to meet and interact with the patients afterwards. Like I said, we, we drop patients off at the hospital and we a lot of times don't know what happens after that. Yeah. So bringing the patients back and being able to interact with them, it just brings it to a whole new level. You feel gratitude in what you're doing, and um, it's an awesome feeling that you were able 
to help give that person another day to spend with their family. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it's just kind of hearing that confirmation from my patients, even if it's something small. Like a lot of times I get like mamas or pawpaws and they're just like, I'm, I had one in particular just tell me, I'm just so grateful that you're back here with me. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't anything serious, but just that anxiety and not feeling like she was being heard. And, you know, I want you to stay with me. Can you stay with me? You know, and just knowing that I was bringing that comfort to someone, that just helped me to kind of solidify, like, I'm where I'm supposed to be right now. You know, I know it may not be an emergency or it's not my emergency, but the fact that I can bring a little bit of peace and comfort in this chaotic moment for someone really stuck out to me or just being able sometimes we have like little fender benders but there's kids in there and kids are getting antsy we can just sit and watch frozen you Mm -hmm. know so it's just those moments where it's just a little bit of light during the day when we may have those cardiac arrests or something more serious going on so just to be able to sit with somebody just bring them a little bit of peace and joy or watch cartoons (laughs) for a little bit sure that's always a, a good day for me I know in past discussions that one of the things that the Chief Lynn Fear at, at GEMS is really working on is trying to continue to do outreach to minority communities to increase the number of folks that are working at GEMS and working just in public service in general. And I know, obviously, sitting here across from you, Kobe, <laughs> um, what was that like for you coming into GEMS? And do you play any sort of a role in terms of trying to recruit other black individuals or other minority community individuals in, in taking the same path that you did? I think it was definitely a culture shock, and not just for gyms, but I just think sometimes public service and general first responders, you kind of get that white male-dominated kind of appearance to things. Sure. And so it's scary stepping into that role and not really knowing what you're going to get, how are people going to perceive you. I like to think of it as my mom says, I come from good stock. So just mm. the way I try to carry myself and present myself to those around me, I think, you know, that's first and foremost the best recruitment you're going to get with how I do my work and how dedicated I am to making sure that I'm taking care of my patients and always, you know, in the forefront of what I'm doing, making sure that gyms looks good. I know with me growing up, we used to have like Gus the Bus and police officers or firefighters would come into schools and you would see them dressed out in their gear. And this is what we do. You know, Mm -hmm. this is what kind of things you're looking for. And I would like to kind of see more of that happening. You know, it's difficult with COVID and, you know, you can't really have those gatherings or kind of the outreach that we typically do. But I know that's what put a lot of it to the forefront for me. And it kind of has gone away within the um, the year. So it was really kind of a me wanting to know more about the field that got me into it. I think there's always work that could be done, but I think it's just difficult with the day and age that we're in now. Mm-hmm. And then just really being diligent about the types of groups and communities that you want to reach. And Kofi mentioned this, Lieutenant, but that's it's seemingly one of the things that GEMS has done really well over the years is doing a lot of community outreach, mm-hmm. doing a lot of programs for kids, uh, working with the schools. I, I know that with COVID, some of, a lot of that stuff has, has really taken a step back, but I'm sure as we're, we're starting to emerge from the pandemic that that's really something that I'm sure that you guys are excited about. Absolutely. Trying to get back out into the school system and just talking to people has been a big priority. I know that we usually hold Kids Academy every year, and unfortunately mm-hmm. we're not able to hold it again this year just because of restrictions. But having those interactions with the young populations so that way they can go on and learn about what EMS does instead of being scared whenever yeah. the big red lights show up. <laughs> right. We want to make a comfort zone for everybody. 
And in doing that, if you're going out to the younger generations, you get the parents that are watching as well because parents are always watching their kids, making sure that everything's going, you know, smooth, safe. So you're able to also take that opportunity not only to educate younger people, but you can also educate the older generation as well. You can show them what we're doing. You can explain all the procedures because you're going to want to do that for young kids so that way you don't scare them. Well, you're also educating their parents as well. So it's a win-win opportunity for us to be able to go out and do those types of events. And it's a recruiting for us as well. I mean, for me, like I said, I always seen the trucks going up and down the road. Mm -hmm. I was always interested in whenever the rescue squads and the fire departments and the police were coming to the schools. So it sparked that interest in being able to be a part of that. That's rewarding for me. I think just the overall education, because I, you know, growing up, we didn't ever really have to call 911, so I wasn't aware of the magnitude of work and skill that it takes to work in this field. And so I think a lot of people just don't understand what we do. You Mm -hmm. know, they want to go to the, they want to talk to a doctor, they want to talk to a nurse, you know, but not understanding that. I work with some very amazing, very skilled, um, you know, talented people, and just the scope of practice that they can bring to patients is just truly amazing, but people not really understanding what we do. We just put them in the truck and we take mm-hmm. use to someplace where there's a lot of stabilization or there's some things that we can talk about and do before we get you to that place. So just the overall, I think, concept of what people think EMS is, isn't put out there mm-hmm. a whole lot. And so with us going to those events or being able to have those teachable moments with patients definitely helps the understanding of that. And then that makes kids think or people think, oh, that's that's really cool. I didn't know I wanted to do medicine, but I really like that idea of being able to, you know, go to a house or go to the car wreck. Right. So it opens up that new avenue. When I saw that, I mean, you guys do this on, on your social media quite a bit where, you, you know, you when you've got different paramedics and EMTs that have done kind of the, the life-saving thing that it's a, is it a challenge coin that it they're given? It is given? a challenge coin. We have different variations of each challenge coin. So if um, we have a ROS, which is return of spontaneous circulation, mm-hmm. then they'll reward it with a code save coin. Okay. Um, we recently introduced one where if they're discharged from the hospital neurologically intact, mm-hmm. they'll get rewarded for that. We have field delivery coins. We have customer service coins. So it's just a way to reassure everybody working that your actions are not going unnoticed. Like right. you're doing great out in the field. We appreciate everything that you're doing. And I, I take that we take that opportunity to recognize it on Facebook. So that way they can share to their personal Facebooks and that's another way that we can communicate, hey, this is what we're out here doing. This is what we enjoy doing, and we're here for you. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it seems like almost on a weekly basis I'm seeing posts like that. I mean, it just – and I think it probably speaks to just how busy you guys are and, and how much is happening in the community that you're constantly seeing folks that are being, like, recognized for, like, hey, you guys helped deliver a baby. Hey, you guys helped save somebody that, like you said, was in cardiac arrest. I mean, it's it's pretty phenomenal. It is. And just to see our providers' faces whenever they get that opportunity to know that they did well and for them to share it, like I said, on their own Facebook, mm-hmm. to show their families, hey, this is what I do at work because you can get awarded at jobs and – it just kind of go unnoticed, but mm-hmm. this is something that's to the next level. 
you helped save a patient. You gave them that opportunity to succeed or move forward in life and um, take full potential of life. What are some of the things, and, and Kofi, you were talking a little bit about this, that you think are maybe some common misperceptions or things that people don't know about what you do in your job? Definitely one of the main things is, you know, we don't just drive mm-hmm. the ambulance. You know, we, when you call us, it's because something's wrong, and we want to help you fix that. And I think people have this perception that we just, we're kind of like an Uber, <laughs> a fancy, <laughs> a very expensive Uber that'll take you to the hospital. Right. But there's things that we can do in the meantime in between there. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we're going to get you to the hospital if that's where you need to be. But also just understanding, like, we have a skill set there that we're very good at. We work very hard. We continue to train, to practice on. A lot of people do continuing educations, take additional classes, um, you know, so if there is that tactical rescue that's needed, we're able to provide that. If somebody's out, you know, was on the lake for a day and something has happened, we do have that water rescue. So there's so many tools in our belt that I think people just aren't aware of. Our vision at GEMS is, you know, excellence in patient care no matter where. So like Kofi was saying, you know, if you have that technical rescue where a patient's fallen on top of Crowder's Mountain, Mm-hmm. we're not waiting. We're going up to that patient. Mm-hmm. We're taking our skills and our abilities to that patient. So that way they get excellent care no matter where, and they're getting it from the time that it happened until the time we get them at the hospital. Mm-hmm. We're making an impact on these patients. I think people are starting to realize that more, especially once you have family members that go into cardiac arrest. You mm-hmm. know, From the time you speak to one of our dispatch officers, they're giving you instructions. Yep. You know, from there, get them to a flat surface. Are they breathing? Check for a pulse. Start CPR. This is how you do it. And then once we enter there, you know, it's a whole team that meet the patient where they are. So we're not just loading them up and taking them. You'll see us, you know, you'll see the medics start intubating. You'll see compressions being done, making sure, you know, we have some sort of IV line going in. So there's so many other steps that go to it. I just don't think people process or really understand, oh, I can get some medications now (laughs) because I'm having difficulty breathing or, you know, maybe I just kind of need somebody to talk through how to make sure I'm taking my medications or maybe, you know, we weren't supposed to take that today. Maybe that's what's causing you to Mm -hmm. be sick. So, so many aspects that come with our job than just pick you up and take you to the hospital, (laughs) hospital that I think people think about. Well, and Jim's, I mean, you cover the county, Gaston County, corner to corner. Mm-hmm. What are some of the most maybe challenging places that you've had to go? Is it like a Crowder's Mountain where you're dealing with people that are out hiking and get injured? Or, or you know, we've obviously got river-type activities where people could, you know, fall overboard. I think the resources that we have in the county, and we're fortunate to have all the resources we do, it makes, it, it makes our job easier. So, I mean, yes, there are some challenging spots, you know, like at the top of Crowder's Mountain, you've got to load the gear on your back and basically hike up to them. Or Mm. we can utilize other resources, like we have a UTV, so we can call for assistance and get the UTV en route to us. So that way we can at least go ahead and start walking up the trails. But when that UTV gets here, we're getting on it. We're going up to the top of the mountain. We're we're getting to you somehow, Mm -hmm. some way. So, yes, there are challenges, but I think the resources that we have in this county – help us do that job. What would your advice be for somebody that maybe is considering a a career in in, becoming a paramedic or an EMT? I think something for me is if you're interested, reach out, learn about the job, 
do some ride-alongs. We offer ride-along opportunities. And if it's something that you really want to get into, run with it. Mm-hmm. Go with it. Don't stop. You can do anything you put your mind to. And once you do become a paramedic, I think it's really important that you continue to push to be a better paramedic. Mm-hmm. Something that you're going to learn in this field is that you never stop learning. There's always changes. We've always got to remember that we've got to further ourselves to make ourselves better. So that way we can take that absolute best care to our patients. I'll admit a lot of yours, the main thing I think is doing those ride-alongs, getting your feet wet into mm-hmm. it and actually see what we do firsthand because you can read about it all day, you can talk about it all day, but it's something else to actually sit on a truck and experience what that is like. So definitely get some, uh, some hands-on, get your feet wet into it. I think with the way the field and community is going now because you don't just have to stick to being on a unit all day. You know, we have community paramedicine and paramedics that we're really trying to get started with at Gaston. So if, you know, something that's more your field, look into what other pathways doing EMS work can lead you to. And so you're not just pigeonholed into being just on a truck, but there's so many other avenues that you can begin to navigate within this field as well. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And something cool that GEMS also gives opportunities to paramedics within our service is we have a career pathway. Mm -hmm. And if you wanted to choose, you know, the tactical paramedic pathway, they'll help you get to that Mm -hmm. area. It's not something like you said that you don't have to just sit stagnant on a truck. You can take other opportunities and other routes to go different ways. You know, if rescue, technical rescues Mm -hmm. is your thing, then there's classes out there and you can enjoy them and take them and learn from them. Like Kofi said, there's there's other routes. You don't just have to be out in the streets as a paramedic. You can expand on that paramedic and do awesome things. Yeah, I think this job is definitely what you make of it. So if you're fine, you know, you love being out on the sh- on the streets. I feel like I saw like the police. <laughs> you know, if you like going to people's homes and, you know, just kind of being that street paramedic going from call to call, you know, that's definitely your jam. There's nothing wrong with doing that. If you want to do more of the community paramedicine, you know, we need to bridge the gap between people calling 911 because they're unsure of how to take their medication versus Mm -hmm. a real emergency. Right. And providing that support and resource and understanding, you know, there's an avenue for that, but it's really going to be what you want it to be. So you as an individual have to decide where do I see myself carrying on, you know, within EMS and then be able to navigate from there. It goes without saying that COVID kind of turned everything upside down. But once we got into the ability to vaccinate people, I mean, you guys at GEMS just jumped right in in terms of being right there alongside public health to be vaccinating people at clinics. Mm -hmm. What has that been like for you guys? It's been a learning experience. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we've thoroughly enjoyed it. We've come out of this with great partnerships. It kind of also helped speed along our community paramedic pathway. We were able to secure vaccine from the state the Johnson and Johnson, and able to go out to those homebound patients that didn't mm-hmm. necessarily have a way to get to one of the vaccine clinics and be able to bring the vaccine to them. I was able to go out in the community and do some of those. And just the amount of happiness that you can bring to a patient that you ease their mind because they were sitting there wondering, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I'm, how, how can I get this mm-hmm. vaccine? Yeah. And for us to be able to offer that service to the citizens of Gaston County was, it was really life changing. I think it was amazing to watch. I kind of, 
I did a bit of my light duty because I was pregnant in the office. So to really see how all of my coworkers really put it together. Okay, this wasn't working. Now we found out a solution, how quickly that turnaround was. Mm. And even going through the vaccination process, you know, it's hard to say that I was amazed because I get to work with them every day. Right. But just to see the way all the different departments came together and it was like a very well-run machine from the time you you sign up, you get in there, and then when you're out, out of the um, parking lot, it was really pretty cool to see being on the opposite end of it as well. Yeah, absolutely. And when I was in Emmitsburg, we were talking about vaccines and just to hear other counties and how they're approaching the situation. And then you go in, you explain everything about how we did it mm-hmm. and all the partnerships we gained from it. We took a drone video and I was able to show that. Mm-hmm. And other agencies were just so like, oh my gosh, how did y'all do that? Mm-hmm. And it was it was just all hard work put in by every single agency to make things run smoothly and efficiently. You talked earlier, Kofi, mm-hmm. that you couldn't really interact with folks as much as you wanted to during COVID, especially you know, being pregnant and then having having your child. What are some ways that you guys have been able to kind of decompress and, and <laughs> take a little bit of the, the stress off when you're not at work? I think having our therapy dogs available mm-hmm. to us is mm-hmm. a big thing. In 2018, we introduced the therapy dogs to the agency, and it has been nothing but great since we've done that. Just having them there at the station whenever you would get off from a stressful situation or a stressful day, it's just having them there and they're sitting there, they're ready to greet you. Mm-hmm. It takes everything away that you were just constantly thinking about throughout yeah. the day. So that's been a very beneficial aspect to our agency, I feel. Mm. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think me personally, I think I'm getting to be known as our station maker. Ah. <laughs> it's just nice to be able to go into, a lot of the times we can't control the situations that we go into. We don't know what's going to yep. happen. In my kitchen, I know what's going to happen. <laughs> so it's nice to but You must be a good baker because not every baker knows what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, either it's going to get baked or it's well, going to yeah. not. Yeah. Or, you know, either way, it's, 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 a, it's a good time for me to just be able being able to go in there and decompress. I really love being in the kitchen and they say they enjoy it. I tend to bring whatever excess I bake into the station just as a little pick me up. And it's just kind of nice hearing, oh, those cookies were good today. <laughs> the other one's not so much, but today we <laughs> like these. <laughs> I think most people, they're not going to turn down baked goods. I mean, Absolutely no. not. Yeah. No. Yeah, they're nice about it. I can tell which ones went over and which ones didn't because one box will still be completely <laughs> full. Like maybe we didn't like the fancy smancy, but those mm. chocolate chips were great. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. it's the tried and true that. Yes. 